You're listening to Run, R-U-N, Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. As pastor of the Smithton Outpouring and the Kansas City Revival, Steve is a leading voice of revival worldwide. Steve shares his life-changing encounters with God, along with biblical teaching that equips you to experience and lead lasting revival. Come, run with Steve and expect God to revive us now. Welcome again to Revive Us Now podcast. I am your host, Steve Gray, and so glad to have you with us, along with uh, J.D. King, who's a pastor and author, and we'll be visiting with him, and Zion Vieira down at the end. We'll all be sharing today on educating our kids. It's a hard subject. We're not going to get too heavy into it, but we are going to talk about that and Christianity and what's going on and what we think is uh, needing to happen and what we're praying will happen. But before we do that, we want to talk about these books in front of us. JD's got a lot of books and uh, I told him to bring them. I've never really brought my books on. I'm going to bring my books. (laughs) You should do that. I don't know why. This is your show. I got a few myself. But anyway, uh, he's got some books that he's done. I don't know. I was going to ask you which is do you have a favorite or this obviously big volumes it's took a, this long. is like a child so i guess it's hard for that not <laughs> that to be took my a favorite. long time to write this yeah but you know i like this new book here on on shift leading and transition it's kind of a it's it's uh it's about how to really move forward in a post-covid world it's got a bunch of stories about presidents and sports stars and all and just kind of principles bible principles of advancement so i'm i'm, I'm enjoying this this one is Hard for some people because a lot of people think the world's going down the drain. Right, where, right. Even, where even, we see the kingdom is advancing. Right. right, right. All over the world, there's more, you know, more Christian growth than there has ever been. So I mean, there's really a lot of good signs of growth. Yeah, good things happening. So he calls it "Why You've Been Duped to Believe Everything's Getting Worse." And uh, yeah, so you might want to get that one. And this is your, your, this is the book you want to get if you're you're interested in healing. Right. The history of healing, right. uh, everything you want to know about healing. It's it's a great right, volume, right. great volumes on it, and a lot of scholars have uh, really put their mark of approval on those. And you go to uh, uh, reviveusnowpodcast.com, and you can uh, get the books there and get a link, and you can find out yeah. how to get those. Yeah, and good. maybe one of these days I'll get my books on there too. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, anyway. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, anyway, <clears throat> we, we wanted to talk today uh, about a topic that's uh, real important because if you have kids... Grandkids, you know, I've had both. I got both, and and uh, gonna deal with schools. Uh, we have a private school that we have and brought up for the very reasons of some of the things we're going to talk about today in public school, and uh, it's really important because you, you, your children need an education. What do you do? There's a lot of turmoil today. Uh, I don't know what's going on where you live. I just can go by some of the things in the news. I know where we live. Uh, there's a lot of parents pulling their kids out of public school, looking for private school. Our private school right now has a waiting list, and we're trying to figure out how to get more students into our building uh, right now trying to figure out all those things. And so, uh, you know, there's a lot of parents nervous about what's going on, what is being taught, and they should be. Uh, I think parents should be involved in their kids' education. Uh, But being around a lot longer than these two guys, I do remember, guys, uh, they're growing up, my parents had a trust Right. That the public school knew what they were doing right. and did not interfere with what the teachers were teaching. Sure. Now, it worked because the old saying, reading, writing, arithmetic, was, right. was pretty much the basics when I was, when I was growing up. Right. And so 
you, you could kind of do that. You just let it do it. Uh, if you had a problem with the teacher, you'd go have a teacher, parent teacher conference. Right. And it was usually a discipline thing or you weren't doing your homework or whatever. Right. <laughs> but it, but the schools then didn't get involved in uh, your kids, you know, your child's identity and right. uh, all the right. things they're getting into, yeah. how you identify your personality and their personality and their all the uh, alternative lifestyles yeah, and yeah. they just didn't do that and right. so you you could in some ways trust right. it but I do see that started a pattern right. that uh, if if the school system began to get off you're you're off because you've trusted your child to somebody else right. That's right. and that's it did start then and it now uh, in my opinion has gone you know uh, yeah. uh, pretty pretty crazy so we just we'll talk about it there's so many uh, you know Great stories for some of us uh, going to, to school. But anyway, Zion, we'll start down at the end there. Right. Zion started off he's from Kentucky originally. Yep. He did go to our private school in the upper years. But anyway, you went to grade school in Kentucky. Sure. What was that like? Oh, chickens running around barefoot, you know. <laughs> Good old st- no, I'm kidding. Not that bad. It was actually, it wasn't too, uh, too bad. Uh, like you said, I went to public school all the way through eighth grade. Um, wasn't terrible. Uh, actually, I say that. Until I came to the academy and the English teacher here, Miss Hawkins, I came here in ninth grade, and she pulled me aside and pulled my parents aside. She said, I just want to let you know that your son's on a third grade reading level. <laughs> <laughs> and I was uh, 13 uh, or my 14 old Kentucky at the time. Home, huh? <laughs> exactly. I loved it um, until Miss Hawkins came and whipped me in the shape, but that, uh, that helped out a lot. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, discipline, I mean, we didn't really get spanked or anything. I've heard stories of people getting spanked. I know JD probably got spanked. But, You're talking about in, in Kentucky. Yeah, in schools. Yeah, in schools in Kentucky. Yeah, I got spanked yeah. back in the day. Yeah, I believe that. But uh, they didn't have that at the time. We just had, like, um, you got suspended, in-school suspension for stuff like that. You go to, they call it safe. You go to a safe room, and you have to talk to the school therapist and the guidance counselor and, you know, talk through your problems and stuff. So at, at 13, we were talking about that. But, yeah, that, that's pretty much what that was like. Nothing, nothing Did it feel like regular, regular school, pretty much, of yeah. what you learned? Yeah, yeah, it was... Uh, like, there wasn't, we didn't have much talk about identity and stuff like that. Um, and that was, you know, seven, mm-hmm. eight years ago. Yeah. So uh, how yeah. much has changed, changed from then to now? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Right. So uh, it was basically just your core, your five, I think it's five common subjects that you learned. History, yeah. math, science, reading, language arts, mm-hmm. whatever. What so. was it like in Arkansas? We, we've talked yeah. about Arkansas, like basically you go to school and play football. That was it. Well, yeah. Well, my school was like one of the top schools in the state, so I guess it's probably not a fair uh, way of describing it and all. But, uh, you know, uh, 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 anyway, the, uh, uh, the teachers were, were pretty good with us. But, you know, uh, we, we used to get beat in school when I was real young, particularly. I mean... In elementary school, I mean, I, I, I think I got spanked like in second grade because I got in a fight with a kid. And I actually Man. won the fight, you know, and it kind of made me, made me mad that I got spanked too. I mean, you they know, don't want to beat I, down the hurt kid, I guess. Uh, you know, I, you tell some of your stories about high school and junior high. Ours is pretty much the same way. People could do about whatever they wanted. I mean, back then, you know, guys would drive and put a shotgun in the back window of their truck. Uh, yeah. You know, people would walk to school, do whatever. I mean, I, I walked everywhere. You know, people walked home. It was pretty common. I grew up in the generation with latchkey kids where they would, you know, they would go home at 3.30 or whatever, and they would stay by themselves till 5 when their parents got home from work. So I don't know. I mean, with all that said, I think my educational experience was better than what they're experiencing today because it was a focus on foundational subjects, reading, writing, arithmetic, uh, you know, focus on science, math, you know, 
the building blocks of Western civilization. And you know, I think that, for example, your generation and mine actually have the ability to make better choices and do better leadership components because we had the kind of education that enables us to be more objective about thinking and maybe not so driven by emotions. But that's my own opinion. I think, yeah, in my, uh, our school, but growing up, I, looking back, really, discipline in my school, grade school, was uh, was too lax. Really, it should have been a lot. <laughs> no, I didn't see any corporal punishment. They didn't sure. spank anybody. I, I've often, I told him the story that I had one teacher. I, I did something, and uh, she got me in the hallway, and she told me not to do it before, and I was in uh, sixth or seventh grade. And she grabbed my head against the wall, and she she punished my head with her words. I told you not oh to ever do that. And my head, bong, bong, bong. And I remember hitting my head and, did, and uh, never, never bothered her, didn't bother the school, and the principal didn't say anything, they didn't call yeah, my hilarious. parents, and it didn't bother yeah. my parents, you know. Yeah. They, wow. She told me not to do it, she banged my head against the wall. and it fired was, nowadays. And it, yeah, and it was all done, you know, it was yeah. over with, everybody forgot about it, yeah, and yeah, I learned sure. my lesson, yeah. and everybody went wow. home happy, you know. Well, and I still remember it to this day. <laughs> when I was young, all the, all the parents sided with the teachers, actually. And if you got in trouble at school, you got in trouble at home. It yes. was never yes, that did happen to me. the parents you know, challenging the teachers. It was always the parents partnering with the yeah. teachers. And, and usually they were right. The teachers right. were yeah. right. And, yeah. and it was assumed the teacher was right, typically. And they usually were. I mean, you know. Now, I taught... I'm pro-public school because I, I have a lifetime teaching certificate in Missouri, mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. so does Kathy, and I taught in the public schools when mm -hmm. I first started out. I did see corporal punishment in the school I taught in. They oh, had man. it. Not in the school <laughs> I went to, but when I became yeah, a teacher, yeah. they had it. Wow. And a big old paddle with holes in it. Yeah, I saw yeah. Music. It's a good movement on that thing man, with the holes. That, yeah. I saw it. Wait a minute. It was brutal. I didn't do it. I watched it. I had to be a witness. Yeah. Brutal. But right. anyway, uh, I'm not really for that. Uh, you know, in our home, you know, I never spanked any of our kids. I've never spanked a grandkid. You know that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, we never did it. We never yeah, do. We don't right. use it at our church or anything like that. Yeah, so yeah. I'm not really for it. When sure. I saw it in yeah. that, when I saw it in public school, there, wham! I knew then I'm not going to do that. So, <laughs> uh, so I'm and and my daughter graduated from public school but then once we get the the next crew of kids we started our private school sure. and i'm glad we did yeah, I, right, I, right, I, right. I wouldn't be able to survive today i don't think without our private school yeah. with everything i'm glad i went there in high school just you know just especially trying to be a christian and a young man trying to you know live godly mm -hmm. and yeah. be raised in a public school environment you know with all mm -hmm. the like you know the hormones that i'm going through and yeah. all the life changes and bodily changes and mm -hmm. how do i stay focused on the spirit of god how do i stay focused on biblical principles when in a, in a worldly school like that, you know, where I'm getting taught to follow my emotions and follow whatever I feel, pursue that 100%. Mm -hmm. You know, and like I like what you always say, is it fact or is it feeling? What can I right. look at that's fact and what can I look at that's feeling? And to discern the difference between those and then go 100% for what's fact and right. not what's feeling. The problem so, we have today, and I wanna, I'm going to ask J.D. one more question here just to give us a foundation to go out on. But the problem we have today is what I call there is an agenda. It's not an education. Sure. It's an agenda right. to change agenda. the minds of kids. One uh, guy I was listening to is absolutely sure that our children are being taught Marxism or communism. Yeah. Socialism, communism. Uh, and change the identity of what how they think, um, and in some countries they do. They were they were taught in communism how to think. They were taught in uh, 
in socialism, how to think, right. uh, in, in course in Germany, but pre-World War II, they burned books and taught them how they were going to think so That's they crazy. could be used for yeah. an agenda. And many, many people see a repeat of that today in the United States mm -hmm. of America. Yeah. But that's the that's the worry and i think it's legitimate okay right. but let's go back to the good old days right. let's go back and remind people that are listening today how education was started in the greatest schools in america that are now no longer that right. but how were they started when we yeah. say harvard yale Mm -hmm. um, those kinds of schools. What yeah. was the foundation of those schools? Well, you already know the answer to this. I mean, Christianity. I mean, whether you go around the world, whether you be the early the public schools they had, most of them were done by missionaries, by Christians, by people that had a heart to actually create good society, to actually line people up around the principles of the Bible. And you can find that virtually in all of the early educational strategies, but Yale, Harvard, and all, they were they, many of them were denominational colleges initially. And their goal in part was to raise up ministers and people that had a good education in the Bible sure. and in the other natural sciences. You know, so it's a big deal. Yeah. And now, of course, as you said to me earlier today, now that's all considered evil. Right. And that's mm -hmm. what's flipped around. Yeah. And today, the, the schools and others, not just the schools, um, and are trying to help everybody find their identity and saying, just choose what you want to be. Uh, and identify yourself, but do children and even teenagers, do they really even know? And right. even as you become an adult, yeah. you still struggle with the identity. Right. And I found out this to be true. Right. I guess the church has failed in this area, and mm -hmm. we need to get it back. Is I, I found yeah. this to be true with adults and children. Nobody really knows who they want to be and right. need to be until they've right. encountered the living God. So right. true. So Just true. take Peter in the Bible. He's a fisherman, and... He encounters Jesus. Yes. He says, get away from me, I'm a sinner. And Jesus changes his vocation right. and says, right. you don't even know what you want to be. Right. So from true. now on, so you're going to be catching men. Right. And he didn't know he wanted to do that. Right. right. Never crossed his mind as he's out on the sea that that's what he's going to do with right. his life. That's amazing. But when he met Jesus, the real mm -hmm. Jesus, right. and encountered the presence of God, his perspective. he yeah. found his who he wanted to be, he found yeah, his identity. So and so today, I don't preach against alternative lifestyles. Yeah. I don't say, you're not that or you're not. Let me tell you, let me tell you who you're supposed to be. Right. I sure. don't want that kind of church. Sure. I want a church right. where they encounter the presence and power of God and they say, oh, now I know right. what yeah, I, I was that. born so good. Yep. to be. Right. And so that's why we're praying for revival, that right. God will rend the heavens and come down on yeah. our society, our country, your mm -hmm. home, my home, and yes, your school, in yeah. Jesus' name. Let it be. See you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. Push the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. And spread the word on social media. For more episodes and resources, go to reviveusnowpodcast.com. Until next time, keep on running for revival.